Presenting the very glamorous singing star. Do you want to make it out here? Well, keep busy. Man on the rust. Put your six and mind your rats. Everybody. Welcome to the Awkward Introverts Guide to the Apocalypse, a podcast that is only asking for a small donation of 100 cats and any mini nukes you find. So, you know, we can bask in the ever-glowing radiance that is Adam. I am Josephine Really, And I'm Zombie Tia. And we are doing a very special episode because it we are on number 20. Hooray! 20! 20 episodes. We've done it. We're 20 episodes old. Whoever knew we'd get here. <laughs> As a quick start up to this episode, I just want to let everybody know that we are not affiliated with any cults mentioned in this episode, and all the information is gathered secondhand via the interwebs. So, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> also, I am not a cult leader regardless of what the seminary teacher at my high school might have told you. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Thought you were in a cult. No, he thought I was the cult leader and told everybody to stop following me because I was leading them into darkness. Oh, boy. Well, I wish you would stop with that. (laughs) Anyway, we should mention that episode 20, we will be talking about cults. (laughs) if you haven't gathered that by now fair enough well if you look hard enough most cults have some sort of post-apocalyptic nature it's true it's very true which yeah i guess that's a reason to join a cult the thing that made me decide on this episode was i was just idly thinking about the children of adam you know as you do as you do of course you're just yeah, when you're just hanging out and you're just like, man, you know those weirdos that, like, literally just poison themselves? Because why not? Yeah, those guys. <laughs> and I was like, hey, wait, that's like an, a thing. That's an actual thing. That's not just the children of Adam. It's, oh, boy. Boy, howdy. Is this world strange? Yes, Indeed. So, in my research, I looked up doomsday cults because it seemed fitting, and I found Mm -hmm. out that the term doomsday cult was first used by a sociologist, John Laughlin, in either, it's a Mm -hmm. little unclear depending on where you get the research, in either 1964 or 1966, because the first one was his doctoral thesis, and then the, the time in 1966 was a book. So he mentioned it in one of those two things. But he was studying a group of members of the Unification Church of the United States and came up with the term doomsday cult. 
I've never heard of this cult. I Can you tell me more about it. I did not look into that cult, so no, I cannot. Oh. <laughs> well, darn it. I've looked into other but, um... cults, but that was not it. <laughs> That's okay. I like that someone came up with this. They were just like studying a a group of people and they were like, mm, these wackos are a doomsday cult. <laughs> right? Man. Okay. Strong opinion. I find cults really fascinating. Uh-huh. And the thing is, thinking back to my younger self, not even that much longer, a hundred percent, I would have been susceptible to joining a cult, and I know this about myself. <laughs> I, I would have easily been sucked into it. Yeah. And then someone would have to like really have a uh, intervention. You guys would definitely have to have an intervention and be like, "Honey, you're in a cult. You know this, right?" And I'd be like, "No, we're just." You know, I give them my money, and then we go in the desert, and there's a leader, and then I, oh, it's a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to also mention here that a lot of cults start from religious beginnings, and we're not here Mm -hmm. to discuss the religious aspects of it, but religion may be brought up It in the beginnings and talkings about of cults. So, yes, that is a thing. So if you don't want to hear possible religious talk, then sorry. (laughs) It might come up. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Well, it's hard to say because most cults, yeah, they're religion-based. And so it's, it's hard not to bring that up into the subject, but we will do our best to not be disrespectful to anybody exactly yeah i'm hoping that you guys in your religions are telling you to kill people because if so then i'm sorry there's not really a way to say hey want to be respectful of your religion but you're killing people so y'all are kind of whack you might be in a cult (laughs) you might be in a cult so there are two cults in the Fallout universe that I was looking into. Could be more. I could be wrong. But I was looking in... Well, I mean, brother, but still. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking at the Children of Adam and the Habologists, I believe it's pronounced Habologists, which are in number four in Nuka World. And between the two to you, which would you join? Would you go with the Children of Adam and just face constant radiation or would you go with the hubologist and believe that one day you're going to make it to space oh god <laughs> um <laughs> well honestly i've never heard of the second group i have been playing nuka world but i have done none of the real missions i've just been collecting cappies and the and medallions so <laughs> and star cores that's fair that's and then that's i found the out i have to one. actually do the main quest to turn the power on in nuka world and i'm pretty pissed about it i'll do it but i don't want to <laughs> i was like no i just want to finish the side fair. quest first but you're making me turn the power on first and it's quite rude so <laughs> well i guess um there's the follower followers of bright in new vegas yeah they're a cult i would say they're a cult <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those guys, they follow Jason Bright, and they also end up in space. 
Right. That's where, as ghouls, they that's where they belong. Right. Well, I hope it went well for them. Well, but. I feel mixed bet- about them because on one hand, I want them to do well because I love ghouls. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. I feel like it was real fucked up that they had that one dude he was convinced they were a ghoul until, was- you know. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, by the way, buddy, you're not one of us. You can't come with us, my bro. You will die. Right. Like, the least yeah. they could have done was, like, tried to ghoulify him, which would have been horrible in itself. But he already thought he was a ghoul, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's true. But, I, I did know, like that her. a glowing one stayed mentally sane, though, so. Oh, yeah, that was neat. I thought that was real neat, even if he was a huge weirdo. Aren't they all, though? <laughs> uh, it's true. I like his followers, but he gave me the heebity-bajibities. Like, let's be real, cults that talk about going to space as, you know, their endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Talking about, you know, Heaven's Gate there. Oh, yeah. Just, you're not gonna, you're not gonna go on to a comet. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you're especially not gonna go on a comet if it involves, you know, killing yourself to get onto that comet. So I thought that they were a different one, and I had to look them up after you had mentioned them to me. Yeah, like, I was, because when you were like, is it the Kool-Aid one? I was like, I don't think so. And no, it's not. I also looked into oh. them, though. So I have notes about Heaven's Gate and the People's Temple, though, so... Yeah. Yeah, so the story of Heaven's Gate is that they committed mass suicide by taking uh, phenobarbital. Yep. And they, like, mixed it with yogurt, and then, then they, like, chased it with vodka. Yep, and then they wrapped their heads with plastic bags. As you do after you've poisoned yourself. Right. You gotta really commit. I think the the more interesting thing of that was, because, okay, what brought up our Heaven's Gate conversation was I was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be doing a research paper on the 70s, and I just kind of made it about this cult instead. That's just the kind of high schooler I was. Well, I mean, don't feel bad. I did a paper on uh, Jack the Ripper, but it's fascinating stuff. It's hard not to do it on this kind of stuff. In re-researching things, I remember, or I didn't really remember, but it jogged my memory on aspects I had forgotten. And I had totally forgot the fact that they it wasn't just, like, a single mass suicide, but they had um, 15 people go at a time so that people in the next group could clean up the first group of people who had died to get them ready mm-hmm. to go on the comet. And I was just like, oh... They really thought this out. <laughs> they really had it. They yeah. really thought this through. Like, with Jonestown, it just seems really, like, last minute. Like, we've got to do this now, even though it had been mentioned in their teachings before. But it was real mm-hmm. last minute. Whereas Heaven's Gate, they're like, nope, this is what we're going to do. You 15 are first. The next 15 will go the next day. The last nine will go the last day. Make sure you're wearing your jumpsuits, or, okay, they weren't jumpsuits, but sweatpants Mm. and your tennis shoes. We've all got to match. Yeah, I mean, you got to match your group so they know what comet you belong on, I guess. I don't know. 
But yeah, the, <sighs> what makes what makes um, Heaven's Gate classified as a doomsday cult is mm-hmm. that they told people that they believed the Earth would be destroyed and that they'd be saved in their new form because they believed mm-hmm. in higher level metamorphosis. So they were just being humans at a stage, and then we're going to turn into aliens, and we're going to ride this comet away. I mean, yeah. Can't blame them. Seems better than being human, but I don't think you're going to do that, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) This one is, like, a little less sad to me, though, because, like, while, yeah, a lot of people did kill themselves, it wasn't like they were forced to kill themselves, like Jonestown in a lot of cases. Yeah. So it's like, it hurts a little less thinking about this one, because at least they were doing it because they wanted to do it, whereas in Jonestown, it was like, some people wanted to, but some did not. Exactly. Whereas, like, Heaven's Gate, they were all consenting adults. I think I Mm -hmm. read the youngest one was in their mid-20s, and the oldest one was 70 or something like that. So they were all consenting adults. And while I feel it was a poor judgment call... For lack of a better yeah. phrase, at least they were consenting mm. to it. Whereas in Jonestown, 909 people died and almost 300 of them were children. So it's just so sad. Right? I can't imagine poisoning my own children because a cult leader said to. Oh, I know. I just, it, it hurts me. <laughs> it hurts your heart. And like, I guess there's, um, there is audio of that. Like, there's audio of when people were dying in there. Yeah. And it's really hard to listen to. I don't, I couldn't. I don't know. But there's, like, there's so many crazy cults. There's one that happened actually pretty near to me. There's a hotel in Salt Lake City that is famous because of a cult that lived there. Do tell. Yeah. I believe that they went by the family of David. Okay. I don't know if that was, like, their exact name, but, like, the dad was the leader of it. He ended up killing himself at some point because I think that things were starting to kind of close in on him. Yeah. They broke off from the LDS, I should say. And he went crazy. Like, he was telling people that he was not only God, but also Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Oh. <laughs> oh. He, oh, my. <laughs> yeah. There was some weird stuff had to been going on there because I guess, like, his children wouldn't speak unless spoken to. Everyone was, like, real brainwashed in this group. Then when he died, I don't think they really knew what to do. And the mother ended up taking all the kids up to the roof and she threw them off. What? Yeah. Holy shit. She threw her children from the roof and then she jumped. And there was only one survivor. I can't remember how many children there were, but, and it was really traumatizing because like all the people in the streets, they could see it happening and they were screaming at her to stop. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. I know. It was like a really traumatizing thing that happened in the city. Can you imagine you're just going about your day up there and then there's a lady flinging her children off of a roof? I'm super surprised that I've never heard this before. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I only found out about it a couple years ago. And I guess, like, 
they have it so you can't go on the roof anymore. There's like a fence up there. They changed the name. I think it's a Holiday Inn now. But it's like a supernatural hotspot. Oh, I, I bet it is. I bet it oh, is. Yeah. And the cult lived there for quite a while from what I remember. Like they lived there for like a few years. Wow. So yeah, that is a bit of local history from Utah. Fun local history, but local history nonetheless. Right, though? Tell me about one of your interesting cults. Well, okay. So I knew you were going to be talking more about, like, local Utah cults. So I was trying Mm -hmm. to do some research on more national notoriety so that people would be like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I've heard of them. So, Mm -hmm. like, everyone has heard of the Manson family, right? Oh, everybody, yeah. Yeah, well, I I didn't know that they were technically classified as a doomsday cult. But apparently, at some point, they believed that they would be saved from the end times as long as they were the ones who started the end times. So that's supposedly what started the whole race war they were trying to ensue oh but they believed that them bringing on the end times would save them from the end times like that would very well for them no obviously not (laughs) obviously obviously not certainly did not go very well for uh poor sharon tate i had no idea that they were a doomsday cult i thought they were just crazy people Oh, exactly. I just, well, I knew they were a cult, but I, like I said, I didn't realize they were, they were labeled as a doomsday cult. Yeah, I also looked into why people join, um, cataclysmic worldviews. It's believed that people join these types of cults because they fail to find meaning in mainstream movements. But I do understand that because I also don't believe in a lot of mainstream movements, Mm. we will say. So I can see why younger, more impressionable people are drawn to other like-minded individuals. And a lot Mm -hmm. of these things start off innocently enough. Like, we talked about the People's Temple. But at first, it was, um, they were disguising the fact that they were using religion to further um, Jim Jones' political ideology, which was communism. Mm -hmm. So to the outside and everyone who was joining, it just looked like it was a really nice church that was open to everyone. And this was in between 1955 and 1978. And they were open to everyone. They were um, open to people regardless of their race regardless of their economic standing and like you were required to wear casual clothes to church so that people wouldn't feel lesser if they didn't could not afford like nice clothes to go to church and like they volunteered in soup kitchens everywhere and donating money to the homeless so on the outside it looked picture perfect and it it's you can see why they got such large numbers i had remembered that they had been in california but it actually was founded in indiana but a lot of the midwestern folks (laughs) um weren't too keen on some of the ideas 
And especially when they were told that they needed to move to California to avoid a nuclear holocaust, which is why they are deemed a doomsday cult. Because they used the fear of um, nuclear holocaust to move their members from Indiana to California and then Mm -hmm. to... I can't remember which country, <laughs> but to a different country. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't write that down. Holy crap. But yeah. Oh, you're fine. Well, I, mm, cults are weird. And the thing is that I know that I would join one because I am a gullible person and I know it. It's terrible that I still am this way, but I am. But I think that like at some point I would wake up and be like, you know, I don't know about this, you guys. Like, hmm. Right, and I feel like that's what happens to a lot of people who are born into cults, because, well, at least in the People's Temple, there were children Mm -hmm. born into the cult and stuff, and if you read about other people leaving other cults, post-apocalyptic or not, then they have this moment where they see other people and they're like, hmm, I don't know if what we have going on is quite what should be going on. Yeah, I guess that if you want to believe in some of the stuff, but the idea that someone be like, hey, hey, we have to move. We have to move now. Nuclear Holocaust is coming. Or, hey, we got to hurry and we got to kill ourselves. The comet's coming. It's just like, oh, this feels, you know, a little bit hasty. Right. It feels a little, like, is there anything backing you up? Like, what makes, what makes you write about this? You person in particular running this thing. Yeah. Where, okay, well, that's, like, with Jonestown, it was all of a sudden, like, the U.S. government was getting involved, and they had just killed a whole bunch of journalists and um other government officials and so it was like yeah it's like okay everybody drink the kool-aid because we gotta go Mm -hmm. whereas like with like i said with heaven's gate it was planned out in advance like i'm not sure how far in advance it was it was but it was at least a few months in advance that they like were like okay this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it like all the members um made videos saying goodbyes and like they sent out letters to public Mm -hmm. officials so that they would know what exactly what happened and they sent kits to people who had left their group so if they wanted to join in on the comment they could that's nice in a way i guess (laughs) it's nice in a way oh god yeah it's like I know you left our group, but the comet's coming, so in case you change your mind and you'd like to come with us. Right? Mix this mm. with some stuff, and then drink some vodka and put a bag over your head. Don't forget to wear your sweats, though. Have somebody put oh, this dear. cloth over your face. If you got a weird roommate who's down to do nice things, then, you know, just have him cover your face for you. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine being that person's roommate? Oh, God, it's like, okay, I have a favor. Stay here asking for is, like, you know, just a little bit bigger than getting some milk from the store when I go out. You know that, right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
like, there's a big difference between a favor and something that's going to get me arrested. Yeah, this isn't just feeding somebody's cat for the weekend. It's like, hey, yeah. I want you to, okay, once I'm dead, <laughs> take this bag off of my head. And then put me on my bed so I look comfortable. And then put this purple cloth <laughs> over my face and chest. Wait, what? <laughs> what? There's a thing. It's not easy moving a dead body. So that's a, that's a lot of work. Oh, Lord. I and love no, that. That's what makes you say no is, eh, that's a lot of work to do. Sorry, bro. <laughs> okay. As someone <laughs> who has been on a farm and has probably moved a dead animal, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy if it's a fully grown human being. No, it, it's not. I just like that that's the defining no. Well, I mean, I don't want to spend time with a dead body either. They tend to poo themselves. Oh, my so. God. There's some health hazards in that, too. Oh, goodness. I'm getting judged by you right now. I don't like it, okay? I'm going to go join a cult and then we'll talk. All right, guys, we got a new thing to talk about on the intervention section. <laughs> Listen, maybe I'll start the cult. Like, uh, okay. That feels that, that's too much work. Oh. I was gonna say, okay. Yeah. Let's see your I'm cult. I'm already tired. No, okay. Here's I'm already tired just thinking of it. Here's the thing. Not only is it a lot of work, but you'd have to be in charge. And oh god. <laughs> <laughs> let's be real. Someone would get would do some shit, and you'd have to go talk to them, and you would really not want to do that. Oh, you put out the wrong tablecloth. I told you time and time again. We have a specific color scheme in this cult. Oh, my and... God. Oh, you, no, okay, this is what would happen. You, That's what you would be okay. thinking, but you'd be like, well, mm -hmm. that's not the right one, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just just next time, let's fine. use this one, okay? Oh, no, you don't like that one? Okay, it's fine. We, we don't have to use it. <laughs> wow, am I even the cult leader? Like, <laughs> it does not feel like it. I don't even feel like I'm a little bit in charge in this situation. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't have it in me to be the cult leader. It, it's, you've, you like... <laughs> You don't like confrontation, and you <laughs> and you're kind of a people pleaser. I just don't think you're cult leader material. So, oh, my hopes and my dreams. And that's exactly why I was so confused when that seminary teacher kept telling people I was a cult leader. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Also, That's a lot of work. Come I, on. <laughs> I'm also not a super confrontational person, and that's just not going to work. True. Sorry, dude. You should have just stayed yeah. at your section of the quote-unquote not-school grounds. <laughs> it was school grounds, so we all know it. Oh, gosh. Like, it was just across the street. Come on now. Okay, so I, we might have to explain to people what seminary is, 
And as someone who never went to seminary, I don't really know. I kind of got the gist of it. So I will explain what I think it might be. And if I'm completely wrong, it's it's ignorance 100% because I didn't care and I still really don't care. (laughs) So I did attend one seminary class. Oh, so see, you're you're more um oh crap, qualified to explain what seminary yeah. is then. Um okay, so we grew up in Utah and for those who don't know, Utah is um they have a religion here called the LDS or the Mormon Church. It's a big thing here. Most people are in the church. That's fine, that's whatever. But when kids are attending high school, there is a class that they can take it's technically not a part of the high school though but you still get school credits you still get school credits for it but it is a religion class which it's basically just like church in the day is what it is you just go there (laughs) and you yeah you just go there and you have a religious discussion basically about the different principles and um i'm trying to think of how to word this right but basically anything that you would learn in church, you would also learn in seminary, except that you're going there during school time. Yeah, there's also a university class that's not religion, but, okay, mm-hmm. it is religion, but it's not technically religion. It's called Institute, and it's basically college seminary. So that's yeah, a thing. Exactly. And I, from what I was told, it's to prepare people further to go on to missions and stuff. So, yeah, religion is yeah. a big thing in Utah. It's a very big thing. This is a very religious state. Facts. Is, yeah, it's fact. We won't go into it. There's no opinions here on it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we would both be crappy cult leaders because... Terrible. We don't like to I fight mean... with people. <laughs> Like, I will fight if necessary, though, but... Yeah. How would we even recruit people is the other thing, because we're not... We don't go out of our way to talk to new people. Well, according to the seminary teacher, it was my bright-colored hair and dark outfits. You know, you know, being the typical early 2000s emo kid, that's what made me a cult leader. Yeah, I mean, that's why birds have colorful feathers. It's to attract others. Exactly. So that's just, yeah, I I see it. I get what he's saying. And the fact that you included in my little group, we were, people questioned what our sexual orientations were at the time. So that was a big part of it as well. Yeah, you know, we were just like a, we were a little teenage sex cult. That's all. Pretty much. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) as i was actually a very innocent teenager comparatively oh my gosh the most (laughs) no it's just funny because like the the way people viewed me was a lot more fun than the way i actually was oh my gosh yeah it's true i i lived on a farm i wore emo clothes but I had to go home and do all my farm work before I could go do anything else. And I really didn't like people, so I stayed home a lot. Or I went to, like, two different people's houses, and that was it. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yep. I mean, so cool. I just went home and fed my cows and my horses, and then I played video games. But right, it was intense. It was intense in that cult, you know? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. If there was a cult out in Delta, I would not be surprised. A hundred percent, I would not be surprised. Well, I would, too, because like, I would mean people would have to be laying off the meth long enough to, you know, start oh some kind of organization. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's be real. There's, like, two sides of D-Town, and one of them is super religious, and the other time, the other half is meth heads, so... Sorry, that's that's, wrong. <laughs> that's my point of view from my hometown. Yeah, yeah, and oh boy, it's a very special place. So special. I harbor definitely harbor no hatred towards it. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> now you know what I could bash our hometown for another. Like, ten minutes, it'd be fine. Just kidding. We won't do that. That's not for this episode. That's for a different episode. I don't know. One on hating where you come from, I guess. Breaking (laughs) the idea of the cute small town mentality or something. I don't know. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Well, okay. When... When we talk about small town, I don't think they realize that Main Street was a mile long and we had one stoplight in the middle of it. So, like, small town. Super small. And it still is that way. Yeah. And this town <laughs> isn't like a town that wants to grow either, it feels like. It feels like it actively fights change. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it sure is a place. And that's the best I can say for it. Good old D-Town. Off. It is on a map. It's a place. But, <laughs> that's about it. But the desert next to it is really cool, and you can find some really cool stuff out there. So there's that. <laughs> I don't know. How did we get here? Okay, well, let's get back into some research facts. So, several researchers have attempted to explain the commitment of members to their associated cults, even after the prophecies of their leaders have turned out to be false. It is now believed that it is a coping mechanism known as... Whoa, I did not write it down. Yes, I did. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. It is known as a dissonance reduction, and it's a form of rationalization. And members uh-huh. will often believe that their actions or their belief in their leaders stalled or eliminated the disaster. Yep. Oh, well then. So that explains why, you know, when a cult is like, oh, well, that's why, like with the People's Temple, when the nuclear disaster didn't happen in in mm-hmm. Indiana, they were like, they got to California and they're like, oh, because we moved, we stopped the nuclear disaster. So, yeah, a few people leave in those situations, but a lot are just like, mm. we stopped the apocalypse. Oh, buddy. Oh, pal. Yeah. Oh, boy. There are other instances well, where they believe the date of said event was just misinterpreted. So, mm-hmm. 
it is believed to be a form of rationalization which keeps people into cults, even if the prophecies don't come into fruition. Wow. I, I can under I guess I can see that. I can understand that. I think that it probably falls along the same lines of like people who will make excuses for other people. You know, oh, so and so was wrong about this, but maybe maybe they just like misheard it or they misread it or oh, I believe in this person, so obviously, yeah. I wonder it's probably a bit of that, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you want to believe in something that badly, it probably is really hard to let go of that belief as well. Well, I I can see that because a lot of people who, like we mentioned earlier, like they want a place to belong. Like they don't Mm -hmm. align with whichever is their local religion, we'll say, because Mm -hmm. I did not align with the local religion in Utah. So I can Mm -hmm. understand the feeling of being like, okay, well, I don't fit here, so where do I fit? And, yeah, you find a group of people who are like, oh, yeah, we don't believe in that part either, so we're making our own thing. And, yeah, I can see the the lure to it, especially as, mm-hmm. like, a late teenager in early 20s when you're still trying to figure uh-huh. out your own bullshit. <laughs> Man, and that's, like, uh that is, like, such a vulnerable time in people's lives, too. Yeah. And it's rough. Because, you know, you're out of your parents' house. You're on your own. You're, like, just trying to figure out how you fit into the world at this point. Right. And, yeah, I could see it. I could, I could see wanting to be in a group where you felt like you were a part of something and you fit into it. Right. Find but something that's bigger than yourself. I understand that completely. Oh, it's sad in a way. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, looking at these things from an outside Mm -hmm. perspective, sometimes it could, you know, it might be like, oh, you're looking into it, like, too hard, or you're judging too harshly. But Mm -hmm. the fact of the reality is, like, a lot of people, they just wanted to fit in. Like, Mm -hmm. they just wanted a family or some group, and it's actually really tragic if you look deep into it or you don't even have to look Mm. too deep into it it's just tragic it is listen guys just join a D&D group instead you'll probably be spending about the same amount of money and buying (laughs) the same amount of pretend shit so oh my god (laughs) dice aren't cheap okay no they are not you know but like you said, buying dice is better than going to the glow, so. Yeah, don't go to the glow, my dudes. Don't go to the glow. It's not for you. Oh, uh, that's the thing, too, is, like, some cult leaders, they, like, talk about how they're charismatic, and maybe they are, but it just feels like when you, like, know after the fact and you're watching things on them, it's just like, oh, this person's so skeevy. Right. Yeah, like, I feel that same way, because there is a certain point where it is charisma, but most of the time it's just being manipulative. And I don't know, like, I guess you could say that those are on the same, like, lengths, but they feel Mm -hmm. different to me, so that's how I feel about it. (laughs) Understandable. Had I ever joined a cult, would you have pulled me out of it, Tia? 
I would have attempted to because good to know. <laughs> no, no, I would have attempted to, but there were other things that have gone on, and you're just like, nope, this is fine. It's like, hmm, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there have been times in my life where I'm like, oh no, this is fine. It's really fine. not it's that cool. bad. <laughs> like oh and then you look at it and it's like oh it was that bad oh boy was it ever that bad yeah <laughs> and how <laughs> and how oh sorry i stretched like my whole back popped how tense i am just thinking about this thinking about being under someone's wing and they're just like okay time to drink the kool-aid and it's like i don't even like kool-aid <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> now for it would be even worse they'd be like all right so we're gonna eat this jello and you'd be like mm. <laughs> oh, can we eat literally anything else i hate jello that is basically poison to me <laughs> and they go well it's kind of the point oh uh, listen if i had to have a last meal i don't want it to be jello so <laughs> oh, God. can we like make something else you guys can have jello that's fine but i'm not gonna eat it so. <laughs> it's not the taste yeah, it's was... the texture it's the texture of the jello it's you can't chew it but you can't really just swallow <laughs> oh <my> it <laughs> maybe i would be a very difficult cult member i don't know i i don't know you're kind of a mixed bag <laughs> because like on one hand yeah like i feel like you totally like agree with it but on the other hand there's just some things that you're like undeniably picky about like jello <laughs> and i i don't know that might be like the deal breaker that like snaps you out of it that really might be it so people would be like how did you get out of this cult they wanted me to eat jello <laughs> and i just i can believe a lot of things but you cannot make me believe that jello is an edible substance on its own so right okay there's the title of your okay. memoir <laughs> The girl who wanted to eat Jello. I'll eat Jello candy now. I'll have you know because it's thicker and chewier. Fair and enough. You chew it, and you don't just kind of squish it around in your mouth. See, Ugh, but you're Jimmy you're Jimmy missing Jimmy out on good out. stuff like Jello shots. Yeah, but it's it's not really a shot. Because you have to chew it, but you can't really chew it. No, you just again, you just slurp it down like an oyster. It's just, ew. You slurp it Gross. down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, you know, we should probably redirect this conversation because... Because I also hate seafood. <laughs> um, yeah, because you also hate seafood. Oh, wait. There's just something else that I'm not understanding. Sorry. 30 years old and still so innocent. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just, I belong in the gutter. My brain oh, would be homeless if it was not there, so. <laughs> I will not eat an oyster and I will not eat jello, and no one can convince me otherwise, so. If that is the term of your cult, I will not be joining. Oh, God. <laughs> You have to wear this this tracksuit. No, absolutely I will not. That is a windbreaker material, and I do not like the squishy noises. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so I think it's safe to say you won't be joining any cults anytime soon. Yeah, not if they got weird rules and they want you to eat some things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we've decided you're too picky <laughs> to be I susceptible in your old age. We'll be waiting out in this field for the aliens. Wait, hold up the what? <laughs> I did not agree to aliens. They're scary. So, oh, no. I'm out. It's like one of my weird fears in life is aliens. Oh, I don't know shit. why. I don't know what happened to me at a young age to make me afraid of aliens, but something did. It was those big open skies. So. Oh. God, those big open skies. Yeah, that makes sense. They were huge. I kind of miss them. But, right, yeah, though. no, if you're a, if your cult in, involves aliens, I will not be joining. If your cult involves uh, being out in the heat, probably I will not be joining. <laughs> what about the cold? I will also not be joining. I like my temperatures moderate. Thanks. Oh, my God. Man, I'm a little pickier than I thought now that we're listening to <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't, I didn't think you were as picky, you know, as being the bug lady. Like, I didn't think you were this damn picky. I, yeah, whoops. Look at that. <laughs> now, if it was a sex cold, also, I would be the worst. It's your turn to lie with the master. No, I don't think so. I have a headache. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, no. Dude's like 40 years older than me, so I think I'll pass, thanks. Oh, no. Is it bad that all these things you're like, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be able to join a cult because of these. I'm like, yeah, that wouldn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of bad. Now I'm a little worried that you might join the cult. Like, I thought it would be me because I'm gullible and often vulnerable. But now I'm like, huh. Yeah, because, like, the windbreaker. Oh, you want me to wear a windbreaker? It's kind of ugly, but all right. Like, you want wear me to... one of those? <laughs> With the swishy noise that's happening all the time? You want me to, you know, eat this jello? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> you're not even eating. You're not eating it. You're not drinking it. It's just happening, and it's a monstrosity. Well,. Like I said, I would just, if, like, it was gross, I would just swallow it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I think we might have revealed too much information about myself. You may have. No. Well. Yeah, are you going to join a sex cult? (laughs) No, because I'm not attractive enough to join a sex cult, so they won't want me. I'm safe. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm safe. with you. Well, okay. We are a body positive podcast, Tia. I'm body positive to other people. We're body positive to ourselves now. We're breaking the cycle. But see, here's the thing. Like, with, um, what is that movie called? Um, or not movie, that show. Um, on, on Hulu with the red capes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, shit, I don't. Oh, oh wait, yes, I do. It's, um, um, The Handmaiden. Yes. The Handmaiden's Tale. Yes. See, like, uh-huh. the thing is, like, that cult, like, I would have been, like, an icon. Like, 
at first, but yeah. but now they wouldn't the want me. They would of Myrtle. <laughs> because I would just be popping out all the babies. But yeah, they just start sliding right out. Is the thing. Oh God. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were body positive, but thanks. That is body positive. You're very good at giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> if they're just sliding right out, then that's well, just sad. Let's <laughs> well, let's face it. They'd want to pass you around to every single one of those families, and after a while, you're just, yeah, it's just going to happen. They'll have bred you so much. But now that my tubes are gone, they would just put me into the waste or the fields. I can't remember what it was called. It's been a long time since I watched that. But we'd be in the radio activity. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they would put me there because I'm a smart mouth. <laughs> I probably would have been beaten to death, like, not too long after. Because I would have been like, I don't want to do this. Also, I can't cook. I can't be a Martha or whatever. Oh, gosh. Like, y'all bitches are crazy. <laughs> Just going along with this again, handle it. Yeah, no, they would have killed me super quick. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to read. You're a woman. Well, fuck you. <laughs> right? I read what I want. Ain't no one coming between me and my Stephen King. You have read Misery. I'll do to you what she did to them. Pobble you in the night. Yeah, no, that would not work for me. No. Dang, I think but see, I here's, here's my thing. I'd be like, it's like, I have a smart mouth, and then I would end up being like, this sex is really boring. <laughs> this is dull. <laughs> like the meme will death ever come <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> yes exactly like that <laughs> oh god oh no this is oh, taking a cult. real left turn but that's a thing it feels like <sighs> that's cults for you they're taking a real left turn Everything seems fine until it's not there. Oh, I was reading an article recently where um, Mm -hmm. when times of catastrophe such as pandemics are occurring, that this is a time when a lot of people will actually start joining cataclysmic cults because they they want some semblance of control in an uncontrollable environment. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you or someone you know is feeling susceptible to some sort of cult, just say no, because deep down you know that it's probably not the place for you. Yeah, um, don't join a cult. It's not going to help with the pandemic, and you'll still be trapped in your house, and everything will still suck. Yep. 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 Wow, that's... Yep. That's a dark and bitter way to put it. Make your own cult. But don't make others join the cult. Have it be a cult of positivity for you and only you. There you go. (laughs) Be your own cult leader. Sometimes a cult is one person and a whole lot of body positivity. Yay. (laughs) I don't think that's true. I (laughs) I don't know how many people... How many people do you need to have in a group for it to be a cult, I guess? I don't know. Let's ask Google. <laughs> Google knows everything. 
Dallas, but first thing that popped up was coronavirus is great for colds. <laughs> oh my <gosh>. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Google, you failed me. So, thanks. <laughs> I can tell you that. Right? Coronavirus, great for colds. Bad for your social life. Little you had. Right, though. So, huh. I always picture colds as like eight to ten people. Starting out. That feels like a good number. And then, you know, as it grows, then it's danger, you know? Like the Scientology building. Oh, Lord. And all those crazy people. I don't even know where to begin to touch on that place. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there is any touching on it. And truthfully, I'm afraid that if I did, they'll send someone to kill me. So. Exactly. (laughs) Don't come at us. I'm small, but I'm angry lately. And I hate Jell-O. I'll just picture you as Jell-O. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have people attack me just because of my sheer hatred right now for that. Oh, man. Google is just not, like, giving me the answers I want. But it is bringing up a lot of articles that I'm just like, this is relevant to the conversation we're just having. As apparently, there's a big movement going on right now. Oh, that's been going on. That is trying to define that the LDS church is not a religion, it's a cult. (laughs) So Interesting. Interesting. We can't touch more on that because I have certain feelings (laughs) that I can't talk about on our podcast. And I live in Utah still. Yes. So... Yeah, I can't touch on that. We're cowards in that way, but we also <laughs> don't want to offend people, so yeah. Yeah, we're we're an apocalypse podcast, not a, a religion bashing podcast. I was trying to think not of that in, in better words, it just wasn't coming. Not a podcast looking to have a fight with family. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to put it easily. You know what? cult I would join, though, is a cult that worships cryptids. 100% I'd join it. And part of me would join it as a gag at first, but then I would get really into it, and I would be very serious about it. Damn. I mean, you all know how we feel about Mothman (laughs) around here. If I were to worship Mothman as the ancient overlord of all of us humans and the harbinger of our dooms, well, not really the harbinger. He's not, that's not the word I'm looking for. The prophet of our dooms, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it feels right. That feels okay inside. So I guess we're going to go join a cult. Oh, goodness. I, whenever we have a conversation where it's like, well, we're just going to have a conversation. I'm just like, hmm, this could go so many ways. <laughs> It could go so many ways, and it has gone so many ways. I mean, we've touched on a lot of stuff tonight. Yes. And not just cult. <laughs> we've gone a lot of places. Right, so. so I guess we are going to wrap this one up here. If you <laughs> like what you heard and want to sh- spread the good word with people you know, you can send them to our website, awkwardintrovertpod.fireside.fm. 
and it'll send them to links to all of our socials and places where they can also listen to us ramble. <laughs> yeah. Like, subscribe, review, drink your water, don't eat jello, don't join a cult. I guess on that note, we will talk to y'all later.